All right, Mike, you and I have been boys for quite a while, going back to the Transworld days, all the traveling we've did, putting together everything yeah. there. And then the two paths that we're on right now, us with Swap Moto Live, you with Align, and everything that you're doing. So we've had a lot going on. I've been seeing you kill it, you know, these last couple of years. And I just wanted to talk to you about everything that is happening because you are, like I told you before we got this thing going, responsible for the way so many people get to see our sport and uh, how that feels. So what's going on today? Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me on. It's kind of funny. Like we're, we worked together for so long. We've been through so many fun times. And then also like we were together in some just bummer times at the end, you know, like, and out of all that comes like what you guys are doing, like crushing it. It's so cool. Like, I think sometimes like out of bummer times comes the best stuff, right? Like you're forced out of your comfort zone. Like I see, you know, what you guys have grown out of that with what you're doing is so cool. And like, same with what I'm trying to do, like, I'll tell you what when we got like when we had everything go away that day i was like three month old kid i think mm -hmm. i'm just like oh it's time to figure this out but through all that man it's been fun like we we are we're all passionate so like i think no matter what you throw at somebody that's like really into it like myself or you or anyone that we work with you know you're gonna push through and figure it out mm -hmm. yeah so yeah navigating through the changing from going from being a photo editor of Transworld and now, you know, I actually dig the role I have is really photography based and like we deal with media, you know, we do video too. So I'm involved with that. And but yeah, it's fun, man. We we're rocking. We're doing our best every weekend. Dude, you guys are on it. Like I love seeing the the crew that you have because of how many clients you guys have. Like it's it's yeah. really grown. What started out as just a photography thing because that's where it was. Everybody in Moto understands like you have to have video now and all the big brands understand it now too. So then you guys added on Chris Post and yeah, he's killing it. So like you just yeah. all the little adaptations and what it really boils down to now, you being a smaller unit that can operate independently and as freely as you guys want. Um, Cause I, I agree with you when we were the trans world thing, you were the photo editor. So it was one responsibility in a lot of different ways within the corporate structure yeah. But now every Saturday, you just get to shoot whatever catches your eye and then put it out there for mm -hmm. people to enjoy. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's like I kind of describe it to people. It's like Groundhog's Day every weekend. We have the same deliverables. So you're doing the same job, 17 rounds of Supercross. You know, how many times can you shoot uh, Honda Pits or Jet Lawrence's bike or, you know, any of that stuff? Like you go on track walk and you get the same photo of that guy pointing over there. It feels like you're going through a simulation sometimes. But at the same time, that keeps you like super creative or me at least, because I want to do it. I want to, if I get bored, I'm going to be done. You know, like I can't, no one would do this job unless you loved it, you know? Mm -hmm. So like that forces me to become creative, to break out of that, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like try and figure out a, a fun way to do it. And like, like Align's always been a crew. It's not just me, you know, it's like the, the whole, the sum of all parts is aligned. So it's like, we all work together and we high five at the end of the day and it's no egos attached. So it's like, you know, some weekends you may get the best photo in by, by the default, like, wow, that photo is probably the coolest photo of the weekend. But in the end, who cares who got that photo, you know, whether it's myself, Rich or whoever it's Adam or whoever, it's like, that's an aligned photo. And I'm proud because it takes a team to get that done, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's oh, fun. And, and we're, we're super tactful in how we work. Like that's a big thing. And same with the, you guys, like 
every minute of the day is important, you know, and we're operating at a pretty high level of like efficiency. So that's something that I've learned to, you know, always change it and always try and adapt, but have fun, you know, like, dude, if we're not having fun, why are we doing it? So. The efficiency thing, you you taught me a lot about that at Transworld because I was always so scatterbrained and kind of pulled everywhere. But then seeing Word. how you would go into things and just know exactly what you had to do from a shot list to the equipment that you were going to need in your bag and then how you've carried that into a line's like entire ethos. You know, it's tactical. What you guys hit every weekend, it's it doesn't ever seem like you get to the end of Saturday night and have a missing shot or anything because you guys knew what you needed to do. It's become so yeah. well-oiled right now try to be yeah and it's like it's just like there's no time for you know it's a i don't go there to watch the race you know like mm -hmm. I, it's a job like i love it but i it's, a, it's our job like I, everyone's like dude you should, we should go out for dinner on friday night or go out to dinner what are you doing after the race like not anything fun i mean i'm gonna be looking at my computer so it's like and yeah that not that it's not fun you know you're like we're working like every minute of the day is efficient and used but it's like down to like knowing knowing your clients, knowing what people need, what they want, taking requests. Some weekends it's like, dude, overwhelming, right? Like even this weekend, like um, Friday, we went to the HPD like simulator for the IndyCar drivers. And then we went to the Ray Hall shop and like, that was like a fun little trip, but that was like an extra thing on Friday. And then I, so I was like, just like it all snowballs and you're like, wow, that was sick. I just saw some really cool stuff. But in my head, I'm like, okay, I got to edit this photo now. I got to do this stuff more. But then, yeah, it's just approaching each weekend different because like with that being said, like Honda had the Indy 500 winner come to the pits and of course they want photos. So then we need to be there at that time and support that. But that can only take five minutes of your day or six, you know what I mean? And you're like, bam, bam, knock it out, group photo. Cool. See you guys later. I'm going to run this way now. So I think if people really saw like the, what the day looks like, they'd be like, dang, you guys are everywhere. And that's the only way to do it, you know, but it's like definitely keeps it fun and fresh and. Like I said, it's like Groundhog Day, but it's every round's different, every track's different, every city's different. So that's what's so cool about our sport. Like once the main event is done, like those riders can talk about it because they're never going to race that track again. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Emery, you just summed it up perfectly because from the minute your eyes open on Saturday, you're like, go. Really from Friday, because when you fly in, if you don't make that flight, whole weekend's screwed, you know? Like, Brutal. It's over. And then a Friday for you guys to shoot press day, for us to shoot press day, Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks it's so fun to go hit the town, but I'm looking at like what takeout food I can take back to the hotel because I have like news breaks to edit and put together and raw videos. And that's hours in front of the computer on top of the hours you were already traveling there and the hours shooting and talking to everybody. So uh -huh. it quickly becomes like a 12, 16, 18 hour day and then jump back mm -hmm. up at like five, six in the morning on Saturday and do it all over again. Yeah. And like Fridays to me is like the fun day. Cause everyone's relaxed. There's nothing pressure. So you, that's where my favorite times are had with like industry friends and like people like yourself or like, we're not talking on Saturday, but on Friday we might have a minute to just bullshit or like, you know, same mm -hmm. with any of the mechanics or the, even the riders they're, they're chill and they're a different person. I think it's fun. I really find enjoyment in Fridays and it's pretty easy. You know, I mean, that's, I try not to overdo it because Saturday is the, the event, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, but we knock out a lot of the behind the scenes stuff Friday because I can shoot statics of the bikes, like stuff's easy. And then on race day, it's not even a thought, you know? So that's yeah. kind of my workflow. Yeah. I, uh, I've seen you in action so many times that you just, you're everywhere always all the time, like one minute on the track, one minute in the pit, you always seem to get the shot that you got to get. 
And <laughs> I know I know how tight those Saturdays are because if you're getting caught up in like a two minute longer export or a five minute conversation that you didn't plan to have, it just knocks the whole day out of the flow. Because no, the gate's gonna yeah. drop whenever they say it's gonna drop. And you know those those moments where you see someone that you care so much about and it's like, oh my God, dude, I haven't seen you in so long. Like I hate to say this, but I literally have to be at this pit at 3 p.m. like for something like, and they're always like, dude, no, I know you're busy. And I always feel like you just feel like that guy, but it's like, you really honestly don't have much time to spare. So, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, if you're, if I had all the time in the world, I wouldn't be doing it, you know, like wouldn't be very lucrative. So yeah, try it. you want to be busy if you want to make some money, I guess. Yeah. There's a balance though. I'm working hard right now. I need to sometimes need, I'm like, I need to chill a little bit. Oh, I think that we're all going through this. It's good to know that more people are doing that because on Saturday, sometimes, like you said, we don't see the race. Like I'll have to rewatch it two or three times on TV. And I know that that's only a fraction of what really happened because we're catching something out of the corner of your eye. We're kind of following it to put together the shot when they come around the next lap. But you don't really know everything that happened. And then when I got to do how was your weekend, which you had to do, too, it's just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, please tell me what happened during that race because I have no idea. Hey, I would always be like, do you want to do a how was your weekend? Cause like, I don't know how bad you did or good you did. Totally. And they're always like, they respect the job too. They know you're doing your job and we are doing our job. But I always remember that. I was so tough. Cause like I talked to Phil Nicoletti about this. So he breaks his hand in Oakland, right? That was Oakland. Yeah. I put him in, I make wallpapers. Like, you know, we do like wallpapers on, on every week. And he, there's a funny one of him giving me the finger. Like it's like, he always gives me the finger and I posted it in our wallpapers, but I had no idea he, fell, hurt his arm. I had no idea. Like, right. Like that's wasn't on my radar. And then he posted that photo, like, and kind of talked about his injuries. And I messaged him. I'm like, dude, my bad. I like had no idea that happened. Like, and we were talking about it this last weekend. I was like, I was like, seriously, I had no idea. Like I look, I was like, look at this viewfinder, dude. I look at everything through that little box. I was like, I was like, don't take it personal that I didn't know you broke your, your arm. You know, like he was like, dude, I know. Like, but it was funny. Cause just stuff like that people don't realize like even for your jobs way harder because you need to write or like you need to know the story whether i just need to take a cool photo like yeah i need to tell the story but i don't need to know what i don't need to know if jeremy martin uh passed five people to get to 10th or like that stuff that you guys do a good job at or your team it's like it's my job's way easier because i don't even have to really I need to know is my per is my brand winning okay prepare yeah. for madness like this weekend I was, I was literally like eyes on the front. Cause I'm like, Hey, I love Kenny. And I love Justin. I no hate on, I love all these riders are badasses, but I was like, is Justin about to saw homeboys front wheel off? And I, in every lap, like the corner before the whoops, I kept running to that corner. And then if it didn't happen there, I'm like, it's going to happen right before the finish line. And I kept going back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, he's going to, I'm just like, something's going to happen. And then Kenny just rode his ass off and it was just such a cool race. But like, that's how our brains are working. Like nothing else on the track was on my radar at that point. Cause we already have every photo we could ever need by the main, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, in my mind, I'm like, Who, is this going to happen? Is this, he, is he going to take him out or is it, it going to be contact? Cause like, dude, it's a main event win, you know? Mm-hmm. And Bam Bam has that that mantra or his uh oh I got my baby in the background, um it's okay um uh but no so you know Justin has that notoriety he actually his vlog this week was so funny like did you see that where he's like the whole I've bit seen, in the beginning I've seen the title I haven't gotten to watch it yet well he it's just funny you should watch it but he's like talking about how everyone's calling him a dirty rider and just making light of it but 
I have so much respect for all these guys. And like, I don't hold opinions. Like I literally like, you know what I mean? You have to be as your job. Non-biased. Yeah. You can't be biased. Like, dude, everyone out there is gnarly. Right. But point is, I was like, anytime it's that close for the win, like, dude, anything can happen. So you're, you're probably in the same place, no matter who the riders are. You're like, dude, is the pass going to happen right here or there? Are they going to come together? Or are gonna... So that gives an idea of like where your brain's at. Mm-hmm. And after watching races, as long as we have, especially on the floor, and then knowing the guys that they are, you can kind of start to predict where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, when it's coming. Mm-hmm. And those two or three laps where they start getting set up, you're like, oh, here it comes. Like, and I think, dude, I, I think we were all kind of on the edge of our seat there wondering when Justin was going to get Kenny because there was a lot of good opportunities. He was riding he really well, too. Like, yeah. He was fastest in the main, right? Like, I think he had that track figured out probably best of anyone on the track. Mm-hmm. But Kenny, dude, throw anyone at that condition. Kenny's probably one, one of, if not the best dudes that could ride that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. This is cool. That was a cool race. Yeah. Dude, Emery, and that's that's the thing that I really want to talk to you about this because you get to see all of this stuff from such a unique perspective. Uh, your relationship with Ken to see Ken win like this, you know, you've done so many great photos with Ken. Uh, the one that you did, the cover of his scar in 2018. Dude, I mean, yeah, that's heavy. That got us a, an award back at Transworld. Just all these things that come about. So just how you see these things happening. Uh, I'm glad that you were talking about that. What's it like to see a guy like Ken that you know so well, especially that crew, um, have a moment like that and be able to shoot it and have him share those images that you take as his own memory? Yeah, dude, that's that's such a special thing. Like I tell people, like you know how it is. You, we we become friends with people. Some people closer than others. It's just human nature. Like there's not anyone out there that I don't get along with. But like Kenny, honestly, starting at Transworld, like I met him through do, doing a feature back when he was maybe on the Suzuki, I think we did that cover story on him. And that was like, that was a really fun trip. And like, we just happened to hit it off. Like we just have a lot of similar interests and just became friends, like out of just working together. And then over the years, it's like, you know, how long ago was that? That's like so many years of working together. But then, um, yeah, it just really through his injuries. I've shot him when he was, I shot him getting carted off the track with his should have been career ending arm injury. And then trans world was the, you know, we were the ones to get the, comeback story so it's like to be there on the floor when he's getting you know carted off the asterisk mule and shoot that like i hate shooting those photos but if someone's up and they're on the mule that's a storytelling photo that's our job like yeah you're not going to shoot the guy writhing in the pain on the ground but once they're up and they're getting assistance and they're not going to die you know like it's not funny but that once they're okay and they're getting assistance like don't you agree like that's Mm -hmm. you hate to shoot it but that's our job yeah so no i've had a that picture and Sorry to cut have, you off. No, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we, I hate taking photos of guys on the mule, but that is literally our job. Like, that, yeah, it's a needed photo to tell the story. But so then I go to that trans world days where, you know, we, we go to his house and he's not supposed to ride. And he, dude, he's at his house with staples in his arm, all up his arm. And he's like, dude, let's go to the track. I'm going to do some motos. And I'm like, damn, no one's seen this guy ride. So I'm obviously going to shoot photos. Like, remember we were strict orders. Like we don't want any writing stuff. It's all about the injury. And so we like, I, dude, I shot like some pretty badass stuff and I'm like, this guy still got it. Like, damn, you know? And so to D to be the, I guess to see that, that intimately and all the work he was doing behind the scenes, like he had his own live in um, physical therapist come into his house three times a day, like grinding through like, you know, the, you know, those metal blades just like, 
really brutal um, physical therapy. So I was able to see that up close and like see what he's doing that no one, no one sees all that stuff. And then to be there when he wins the race in, I think, where did he win his first one back on a Honda? Like St. the first Louis. event where St. Louis. So like to be there and capture that, like I've just been able to be there and capture so many cool things. And then in the meantime, become buddies. Like we both love surfing. And so just to have that, you have a little better of a bond with a guy like I do with a guy like Kenny, whereas, you know, Tomac is cool, but I never really hung out or don't know him well. So it's basically, you're seeing your friend like achieve like such a cool goal, but at the same time, you're like, I'm there to shoot it. So he comes off the track. I'm like, this is badass. Like, heck yeah, I did it. Like, cause you know, he probably would have even told you wasn't looking great the last couple of rounds, but everyone knows he could win. So then I'm there and then he pulls over and puts his bike down. I'm like, holy shit, like no one else is around. I just got, I, I happened to just get like some pretty cool stuff, you know? But in that moment, I'm like, dude, hell yeah. Like you just want to give him a fist pump too, but you're like, I got a job to do. It's, that's not, it's just a funny, it's it's cool though, man. It's like pretty special. Mm -hmm. no, I mean, I mean like, like you too, like, dude, we have photos of people literally achieving like the best parts of their lives, you know, like that's, that's an honor. And it's dudes that you've gotten to know so well. They're all, we're all about mm -hmm. the same age, uh, which I think yep. is the fun part about our life right now, you know, cause we're yes, just right. getting it. We're all going through these same parts of life, having kids, getting married, rising through the ranks of whatever we're doing. And yeah. I think that there's this nice mutual respect amongst uh, quite a few of us right now, some writers, some mechanics, photographers, media yeah. guys, whatever, where we all get that. And I agree. There's been some dudes that have told me, you know, certain things and confidence or whatever. And then I know what they're going through. And then to see them break through that, yeah. you, just, you feel this whole other level of respect and appreciation for that guy. Cause you know what they've been going through and how much it means to them yeah. at that time. And the stuff that they'll never tell a normal fan yep. and that's their choice. Like whether it's health related or just mental or whatever, they don't want to share everything and that's their own choice. But it's like, even down to like, dude, like I happen to hang out with, um, like I went and hung out with Kenny uh, right after he got back from like the world supercross and right after he rode the Suzuki bike. And like, I just happened to be in Florida for, I think it was some, forget what I was doing, but I had like an extra half day and I was catching a flight at like 1 PM. So I was like, Hey dude, like we hung out, we hit, grabbed lunch, but he was just off riding the, uh... sorry, I got a baby over here. Um, Ella, um, you want to say hi? So hello. What's up, girly? Wow, Emery. That's another one. That's Ella. All right. Give it to mama. Um, sorry about that. So no, dude, this is something that when we get going again, Mike, because like when you guys had Theo, that was just such a big part of all of our lives at Transworld dude, and everything you went through. And you set the tone for me growing up into the next stage. I was like, dude, if Emery's doing this, like I definitely want you can to do it. Right? I want to see it. Plus, I want to experience it myself because you made it look dude, so fun. So, cool. so when we it get to fun. that, you yeah, being a dad it. and doing it. Yeah, yeah. I a lot of it's a lot fun, of questions. Man. I um but yeah, going back to Kenny like he like we're we're close enough like I'm not saying best buds like just buddies homies like he, he like I don't I have this weird thing where when I talk to people like in his realm like riders like same with like like I like Adam Cincerello a lot. Such a good dude, like awesome. We've hung out off the track, whatever, but like I don't want to talk to the like if I talk to Kenny, I don't want to talk about dirt bikes. I want to talk about surfing or WSL or like Let's go something out of his norm because we're around it all the time. He doesn't want to talk about dirt bikes. Like it's fun to just talk about normal things. So I wasn't the the normal fan might be like, dude, wouldn't you ask? Like, 
ask him about what bike is he going to ride? Like, that's not even much on my radar. I guess it might be cool to know, but he was so jazzed up about the Suzuki and he was like talking about it. And he had that spark in his eye. And I was like, dang, like, I was like, do you know what you're going to do? Like, I was like, my advice, like you would probably say the same. I'm like, dude, you just need to do what you, what's going to make you happy. And you're, you've done it all, you know? So, and he's like, he's like, dude, I'm going with the Suzuki. And I was like, dang, like, but like, that's pretty gnarly. I'm like, dang, I know something that like a lot of people are desperate to know. And he's like, I could see it in his eyes. Like he was with conviction, like believed in his decision. And it's so cool to see it pay off, you know, like, and that's the thing, like he said, like that said in confidence, like, of course, like he knows I'm not going to go blow him out, you know? And that mm-hmm. comes with every relationship you and I have. Like, if you don't have that, you're never going to last in this industry. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, pretty special, like to, you're to be around long enough to be totally like respected and you have to be like you can't walk into a pro pit area without having that respect you're gonna get blown out pretty mm-hmm. quick no so, and Emory, i think that that's that's what makes you the perfect guy to be in the position that you're in because for people that don't know i mean if they start seeing how many places a line is tagged in and how many of the biggest brands in the sport i mean the sport itself in america is responsible for having its look shaped by what you guys capture as the photographers of it. And like, I mean, that's huge, Mike. And, and you don't get that without the respect that you've established for so long, you know, even back to when you're this Bay area mechanic, you know, doing MX insider stuff and just trying to make your way and doing some Fox stuff on the side. And then now to see that you're the Fox guy now, like you're that dude. Yeah, It's pretty crazy. It's gnarly dude. And, and I think that that makes you for real, like, Oh, I bet. There's and a I mean, photo of me at Fox shooting a photo of Kenny on the wall. Like, have you seen that? It's not. I was uh-uh. like, did you guys do that by mistake? There's literally a photo that's like ten feet tall that uh, Dave Trumpor shot, and it's I was shooting wide angle, and he shot a photo of us together. Like, it's me. It's like a silhouette. It's such a cool thing, but it's like a big photo in Fox headquarters. And I was like, did you guys like? Is that a mistake or did you order the wrong one? But it's like trippy that that's on there, you know. And it's like. I have to step back sometimes and be like, dang, dude, like all the relationships over the span of the decade plus years I've been doing this all add up to that, you know, or to where we are. So it's pretty cool. Okay. So this past weekend was Indy, you know, as we're talking about, and for people that don't know, Indy trade show in 2009 was like when I ran up to Don with the binder and the whole deal. But uh, I was around the corner from the hotel that we, that I stayed in that time, like by myself and was like, laying out the master plan of what I want in my life at like 18 years old. And where I'm at now is like it. And it's funny that we stayed around the corner from that hotel at a different hotel with my wife and the baby this weekend. And I think about the stories that you told me about how you would drive, you know, your truck down from the Bay and then stop at the gas or at the rest stops that are right there by the grapevine. So you could shoot Mm -hmm. Anaheim races and then sleep at the truck stop and just all the grinding that had to go into that and wondering like, dude, is it, yeah. is it going to pay off one day to just get to this point now? Like, how does that feel? And is it everything you thought? Like, is there still some stuff where you're like, wow, man, I can't believe it happened this fast or this way. Dude, you're exactly like, I don't even think about that stuff that much, but like, you know how, I know how hard you work now. It's the same amount as you did when you started. Same mm-hmm. with me. Like, you know what I mean? Do you have more responsibility now? But like the drive is there, the drive will not, if the drive wasn't there, no one would probably achieve the success. So I feel like I'm the same exact dude I was when I was doing that. But right now it's just all sort of come together where it's like, okay, I remember like, I remember going to a pro race and being like, dude, there's no way there's so many people shooting photos here. Like 
I'm not going to do anything here. This is crazy. Like, look at how many people are shooting. And then I sort of like, I just carved my own path. And like, I never took, I never took defeat by anything. And I've had so many setbacks and everyone that does things does like, like it hasn't always been great and not every weekend smooth. And everyone's perfect. It's like, it's like overcoming all the peaks and valleys and like going through the hangups where you feel like it's the end of the world. You're like, dude, man, I, like if some that didn't come together, you know what I mean? Like just pushing through and pushing through and always believing in what you can do and always pushing through and always taking every opportunity. And like the trans world thing was huge for me. Like that was a job I didn't think I was qualified for. And I was, you know, like it took like some convincing and some, you know what I mean? I, I would have never thought I could have that job. And then I got there and we did great work together. Like it was so cool. So it's like sort of like taking a leap of faith on yourself at different times and learning, you know, like learning how to do things that you feel like, even if you don't want to do them, like, dude, I took writing. I mean, I always was okay at writing, but like trans world taught me how to write better and better. And like Don was great. And like yourself, like learning how to write better and more fluid. Then after dude, the the year after trans world ended, I made probably 25% of my income writing. Like, you know what I mean? I was writing for like Weissco, like I was doing all sorts of stuff. I wrote for Eraser X articles. They would pay me to write like, so, and I don't do that now because I have so much photo work, but like it's leaning on all the skills you have to make, make do, you know, like I've done so many things that people probably would never even think, you know, and I don't post everything. I'm pretty bad about that, but like, there's definitely roles I've had where I'm like, this is a weird one, you know, like just like cool, you know, but I tell people that all the time. They're like, how do I do what you do? I'm like, well, first of all, I recommend shooting literally everything. Don't think you want to be a motocross photographer because I still shoot commercial stuff. Like, dude, I did golf stuff this fall. I've done local. I've done agriculture. I've done all sorts of stuff. And yeah, I'm known best for this industry, but it's being diversified and like being okay with like not shooting every dirt bike race. Cause like, that's not the easiest thing to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyways, I don't know what the long winded answer, but it's like always be believing that you have that, you know, adaptability and but yeah i don't i don't miss sleeping as pure as it was driving dude i would work 40 hours drive to anaheim on the great down the grapevine literally shoot like say shoot anaheim one dude leave the race at 10 30 after the podium's done drive over the grapevine all the way to um what is that parking the big truck stop the loves i think or uh by the alley I think so, but I would park, um, I would park my truck and literally sleep in the bed with a blanket in the pit, like under the stars and set an alarm for like 5 a.m., get like four or five hours of sleep, whatever, dude, like vagrant style, wake up, drive home, and then just sit in my bed the rest of the day and like edit what I needed for like insider. But I'm like, dude, that's pretty nuts. If you think about it, like it's a lot of work and go back to a 40 hour work week, which mm -hmm. is like, that shows you how bad I wanted it. Right. Like I didn't put all my chips into doing the photo thing. Like I was like, maybe it'll work out. And I, obviously it did, but it's just funny, man. There's what so many people have stories like that though. I don't know. No, I mean, Emery, and that's everything that you just said is every reason why I wanted to talk to you because you've done such a good job of expanding your horizons beyond just the one thing, you know, motorcycling is a big part of your life. Um, but it's not the only thing in your life. And I think that that really shapes the look that you have when it comes to shooting the sport, the way you do. But then also like knowing where you came from, knowing that, Hey, sometimes you still got to rough it, you know, even this, what was it after Daytona? I didn't get a hotel room. Cause I knew like 
race is going to get over at this time. I'm going to shower at the track at Daytona. And then my flight's yeah. out of Jacksonville. It's like an hour and a half drive. So the 45 minute window yeah. I had between like getting done driving and then going into check-in, I was like, we're sleeping in the Walmart parking lot for 45 minutes and then I'll go home. Like yeah. it's still part of it. And still that stuff that you're like, wow, this is really intense at the time, but you don't know any different because it's what we've been doing for the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah. It's, if you're not like people don't, I don't think, I think a lot of people think you're like, you go in, you high five the riders, you say, what's up to Eli Tomac and tell them yeah. how cool Daytona was, shoot a couple photos. And then you go to the bar after the race, high five your buddies. It's like, no, 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 no. I said, I always tell people, they're like, they're like, what are you doing after the race? I'm like, you ever wonder where all those Instagram photos you see come from? There's a few of us that are behind a computer chirping away at those keys that make that happen, you know, or like, it's just funny, but that's the job, you know, like wouldn't have it any other way. It's funny because it seems like, although the deliverables were like who's doing what has changed over the years, that 2 a.m. deadline is still happening for everybody, be it trying to get videos done, trying to get interviews done, content posted, you guys turning out so many photos. It's been wild mm -hmm. to see how much the content has changed and how much has been added in for everybody over the last couple of years, but still all trying to get it done by like five o'clock the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's nuts. Like we're, we basically have everything done, uploaded and named by rider by last week. I will say we were late. <laughs> the time change effed me and I had a computer issue. So like I got set back, but like we say by 5 PM next day, like everything on Sunday, but that time, everything you can click into our folder and it's named by rider, like done. And like, that's a tall task. Like for a new photographer to think about that, there'll be like heads going to explode. Sometimes we have people help us. Like I like to try and give um, some up and coming people, like some people that catch my eye, like younger Groms or anyone, you know, like, Hey, do you want to come shoot with us and throw them some money and see what they do? And they'll be like, when do you need this stuff? And be like, Oh, can you get everything uploaded by 10 AM next day? If that's possible. And sometimes they're just like, Oh yeah. Like, and you could tell they're just like, how am I supposed to do that? Mm -hmm. But sort of like throw them into the ringer, you know, mm -hmm. that's what it is. Like, not fun in the moment but then when you're done you go like this we're done mm -hmm. oh yeah dude like i'm envious of that turnaround because there's days where i'm just like shit i still got a lot of photos to get done but i had to do that it's hard yeah, man. it's hard it's and you're doing a million other things when while we're just cranking on that like we have our immediate stuff we have to do but then like it's like you have a big massive it's like a tidal wave of work and then and it and goes then it's away done. and you're like okay and then by next friday everyone forgets about it i'm like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so frustrating sometimes but like, say like the stuff we all shot this weekend, like Kenny winning on the Suzuki, like that's an iconic, that's a win that's going to go down in the history books. Like, you know, first Suzuki win in how long and pretty cool. You know, like those are, that stuff is iconic imagery, no matter what, it's always going to be a big deal, you know? So that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. So uh, it's funny to go back to like when you're in the moment of the working thing. So Ezra's got this doctor that we were going to and, uh, this guy shoots photos of his kid playing soccer and he was just talking about how he has to like be in the mindset to get into Lightroom and make the photos look good. And it's like, yeah, dude, I understand that because I feel the same way during the week. But at like one o'clock in the morning, there is no mood. It's like how bloodshot are my eyes from staring at the computer oh, for so long and then just doing this the whole way because I can't focus. I swear that's what I tell people. We have to do our hardest work when we're the most tired like all the executive decision-making where your brain has to think is happening when you're literally the most tired. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's the hardest part of the job. You're just like, uh, and then throw in a computer issue, you know, or anything that goes wrong, like, but yeah, that happens. And like, the cool part is, is like, we work with such great people. Like 
everyone's understanding if there's ever a hang up or a snag, like if you consistently do great work and just, they always know you're trying, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's been cool. Mm -hmm. So, but it's a workflow, man. It's a grind. Like almost like I've been focusing on trying, well now, you know, have two kids now. It's like, I want to be a great dad when I'm home and try and balance this workflow because I have to leave lately. It's been like late Thursdays or early Friday morning. Then when I'm home, I'm like, dude, I want to be an awesome dad and like be here when I'm here. And then when I'm gone, I'm not here. You know, like that's the biggest thing that's challenging past the work. It's like a balance of life. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm figuring that out. Like yesterday I was just like, yeah, me and the kid are going to the gym and he's going swimming today. Like I, I'm going to be wide open the rest of the week and all week before that. So I just have to find that moment to not feel like I'm just committed to it all the time. Hey, and what a great job to be committed to, you know, what a like, we're super, super fortunate in that. But yeah, there's those times where you're just like, God damn, dude, I am smoked. Yeah, I know. And that's like my, so I think I told you this story, but it's a funny story for like anyone that's watching my son. I was going for, I was leaving for probably a race and he goes, daddy, why are you leaving? And I'm like, dude, I got to go make money because if I don't, we won't be able to buy any more candy. And he's like, daddy, we already have enough candy. You need to go. And I'm like, oh man, four-year-old spitting knowledge, dude. Like philosophy over here. Like maybe I don't need to go. Like maybe I, like it was just funny. Like he's like talk, trying to talk me out of leaving, but he's, he understand. I mean, he's pretty good about it, but he yeah. just like, sometimes he'll come up and just shut my computer. Daddy, no work, no work today. Like, but I, I try and balance it. Like, I don't even want to be working when he's around, you know, like he goes, he goes off to like preschool now and stuff. So when, when it's time to pick him up, I'm not touching my computer, you know, that's the goal. So it's a work in progress. The dog does that. Like if I'm working too much, the dog will come over and lay his head down and just covers the laptop. I'm like, yo dude, we have to get this done because like, although you have a dog food hookup, I don't have a power company hookup. So this has to to get finished. Um, Right. My son also smashed, he's roasted three MacBooks so far and he's four years old. So one time my computer was doing like a transfer from a hard drive to hard drive and one of the the computer and he just came over and shut the computer like at some point and just smoked the screen. So I've had my fair share. That's my tip to you, dad to dad. Keep it it out of sight. Yep. It's my fault. Well, I'm, I'm trying to do it, trying to limit his screen time. So like, I don't even let him try to see it. I had a, yeah, I'm all intense about that. Cause I don't want him to be on like the tablet kid, but you know, it's crack, man. We call it the iPaditude. We let him have an iPad during like road trips. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all good until you got to take that thing away. We'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah. It's coming. Um, okay. So then this is the thing about the way that you shoot stuff, Mike, that is always been the biggest question to me and like not trying to steal the secret sauce here or anything but like when did you notice that you had an eye for it like what was it that caught your eye about things that were like okay i want to shoot this i want to capture this this is the way it looks to me i want to showcase that and then um how do you keep that constantly evolving and learning new techniques or not just falling into the same bad habits after all these years because you could totally get complacent and know like I just got to shoot this ISO at this setting and do this and mm. make it a template, but you want to make it look fresh every single time. Yeah. That's the hardest part is like, I think if I didn't, if I lost my creativity, I'm, or if I ever looked at it like a task of like, Oh, I gotta go do this again. Like, I think I would just quit because I don't want to do, I don't want to be doing just some cardboard cutout, like cookie cutter. You know, it, it would be so easy to just shoot simple 
photos and just be like, here you guys go. But I like desperately want to be creative and push myself. And that's, I guess, where that comes from. And it's like, it's literally for no other reason than I just like, I grew up on skateboard magazines and like that is a really creative industry and like very art driven. It's, it's pretty much the opposite of Moto. Moto is like almost, it doesn't really have a lot of that. People just want to see a guy in the flying through the air, like doing a lot of berm. Cool. Yeah. And it, and that is cool. But when you can bring something unique to it or shoot something in a way that really makes people think like anything, you, you know, like sometimes I get in it, you just were like, Oh wow, that's crazy. Like, or think of some angle or an idea or concept that to me is like the freaking icing on the cake, you know? And like a lot of times those creative photos, nobody wants them. You know what I mean? Like, or like sometimes I'll edit a photo like in black and white and there's no color version. And someone's like, Hey, can I see the color version? Like, sorry, man, that's a black and white photo. Like it's not a color photo, like figure it or something else out. Cause it's like, at some point you got to have your standards of your own brain and how your artistic mind works, I guess. It's like, I just, I thrive on like getting an idea in my head and like executing it or like, like even like Rich and I like have, we've at times shot mirror image of like, you know, a wind shot from here, a wind shot from here. And it's literally like the same exact, like, and we're like, dude, that's sick. Like, you know, like, and it's like, you feel you're just pumped on it. Cause, or if you have an idea, you're like, dude, you want to shoot, sh you, you want to do this, I'll do that or whatever. It's just like fun, you know? But yeah, I don't know how, how to describe it, but I, I definitely have like my influence is 100% through skateboarding, I think. And I, I also like, general photography of everything like anything i look at in the magazine i'm always looking at even down to like watching like netflix how things are lit how things are everything i'm always looking at that stuff just because i dig it i love it like and it's so much more than shooting a guy in the sky or you know what i mean there's also the simple part of our job like you have to shoot that simple simple stuff and honestly probably 75 percent of stuff that gets used is that simple stuff but then there are certain brands and clients that love like what I can do or what our team can do. That's like, dude, that's pretty unique, you know? And like, but it's just depending on who wants what, mm -hmm. but in the end of the day, I'm doing the shit for me. You know what I mean? Like I'll shoot a photo. I'll, I'll do it for just for me. And if someone likes it, cool. If not, you know what I mean? Like, and that's how I, I don't know if I, if I lose that, if I don't ever do it, if I do it for anyone else, but myself, then I'm going to feel like a, like a lost soul maybe you know mm -hmm. okay so then with having something as personal as your look you know how you represent the sport but then also it being part of this professional thing that you know you have to put out there to make money on do you ever have a balance of like struggling within yourself to put something out there or feeling self-conscious about anything or have you pretty much let go of that because it is still so much you where you're like man i hope people like this i hope they see the intent oh, yeah. of it yeah yeah. I mean, I, I don't care what anybody tells you, like anyone who's successful or self-confidence, like, dude, everyone in the world has that feeling when you post something, oh man, I hope this doesn't, I hope people like it, which is like, I could tell you all day that I could give a shit about what people think, but that's not true. Everyone cares what people think. Like, and that's why, so that's why Instagram so popular. You get such a reassurance. Sometimes all these likes and comments are like, wow, I'm, I did a great thing. That is cool. But that I would be lying if I, all of the drive comes from within to capture. First, my first goal is to do my best job. Like Kenny winning, I personally could not have shot that any better in my opinion. 
And that was a combination of luck and preparation and skill and just, you know, all that stuff comes together. Sometimes though, shit, dude, someone, you don't get it. You're like, I didn't get it. That I just did my best. Right. But like, I strive to always feel like I left everything on the table to like do my best job to capture the moment in time. Right. Like, and that comes down to same thing you do, but it's like, it's just a drive to do the sport, the service of what we're here to do, like tell the story. Like it's on us to make it look as badass as it is. And like, even down to like looking at the track and like seeing it form up and you're like, dude, you see, like you see a guy hit a corner and you're like, that's freaking nuts. Like, is he going to do that next lap? And you wait and he does it. And you're like, you just captured it it because you Mm -hmm. saw it. And then you had the skill to capture it. And the person on the internet or Instagram, they would have never known that that happened unless you had the mindset to do that. And you're good at that. You know, like people that are really in tune with the sport, that's why not anyone can just come in and shoot it, you know? Mm-hmm. I appreciate or, that, Emery. Yeah, and, and it's like having that, like, you know, you just know it just comes along with skill. So, but I think it's always like, to me, I always want to learn new things, but it's like balancing deliverables where you're like, yep, I got to get, like a manufacturer, they love a photo of a guy jumping through the air sideways. That to me might be the most boring photo in the world, but it shows the every logo on the side. It shows the pipe, it shows this. And that's the one they're going to use. And you're like, Dang, that's like the boring, most boring photo we shot, but I get it. That's why we do it because it's marketing. They want to show their product. So it's like, yeah, I want to use the motion blur, crazy slow shutter, weird one, but no offense, that doesn't do any service for them. But then our core viewers of like Align fans are like, dude, that's so cool. You know, like, so it's like, there's different things that different people are into, mm-hmm. I guess. And I, yeah, it's a whole package. Even on the finish line shot, like you have to do it a couple different ways because they also like Feld wants it to show how many people are in that stadium and yeah. how raw emotion and that big firework explosion of the guy doing the whip and everybody on their feet, how big a stadium yeah. looks like you have to check off a lot of different boxes for a lot of different people at one time. Yeah. And that's like, that was like different. You basically exactly what you said. You want to show the amount of people you want to get a photo that shows maybe like Lucas oil in it, like where you are, you mm-hmm. want to get as many people in that shot. But then you also, for the client, like say Hunter wins, you want a photo, like a wider one and a tighter one, you know? Cause like, no, maybe they'll make a win ad out of a wider one, but like most likely they'll want the one where it's tight with the fist pump and it's like- and all the logos. Yep. Yeah. So it's like a balance and sometimes you nail it. Other times you're like, yeah, but luckily there's 17 times you can try and do that. <laughs> well, 17 for 450s. But uh, yeah, and yeah, you don't always nail it. Like, I don't care. I'll be the first one to say it. Like, dude, we miss shots. Like, it happens. Like, try not to, but yeah. I mean, you've been there. I've been there. It happens. I appreciate that reassurance because sometimes I'm like, fuck. And then I'm just like, so. uh, And I always focus on the negatives too. Like, I could have the sickest night ever. And if I miss one thing, I'm like, yeah, but I missed that one. You know what I mean? Like, I beat myself up over it. But uh, yeah, and it's like, it is what it is, man. It's like. Dude, I joke with people. I'm like, we're shooting dirt bikes. Like, pretty freaking cool. In okay. Scheme of things. So then going from that stuff, because the win ad, this was something that I really, in specific, wanted to talk to you about. I went to Yosh for a video like a year, year and a half ago, and Biggie gave us this full tour. But mm-hmm. as soon as you walk into the production facility and where the shipping department is, all these win ads that are your photos have been printed out. So like anything, yeah, Jet, sick. Kenny, Jet, Hunter, anything that they had won is right there. And, uh, I now like have been FMF has used some of my stuff for some one ads yeah, yeah. other people have too. So it's this cool moment. Cause I never thought that I would have that. Like that's sick. I never 
came into this becoming a photographer. This was something that kind of came out of necessity and yeah. more on that that I want to talk to you about later. But to see me get to that moment, I'm like, hey, that's cool. Like that's that's really nice. And I can't yeah. believe that I'm to that point to see your stuff get used like that, especially for a company like Yoshimura or Honda or KTM to celebrate what's such a big, important moment for them. How does that feel? Oh, dude, it's it's such an honor. And like, I I never like I don't care if it's literally like anyone whoever trusts us to do the job like i'm so honored to be that person and that like myself and the team like so stoked that they trust us to capture that stuff and then when you have like like yosh and biggie like for people watching eric like the marketing dude he epic like so appreciative of our work and he he like sends the ads he's like dude check it out like he's hyped on it and it's like dude that's sick like you're stoked on this like we're stoked on that like high five like thank you for appreciating our craft because we try super hard at it and we don't need any of that pat me on the back but like it's cool i'm not gonna not take it and then you have like like this is a cool story that no one definitely no one knows like so cooper when he won his second title the 450 title um simon had shot their team shoot and they did they do like a fist pump photo like just to have it, you know, like, Hey, do a fist pump. And so I was, con I was contracted by them the week before Salt Lake they needed, they had a gear change. So it was like an updated gear set that they needed. So they, it looked pretty like locked that Cooper was going to win, you know, like nothing's a lock in this sport though, you know, like, I don't know how many points he was up, but it wasn't like a, so, so my job was to shoot a fist pump photo that had already been shot but like reshoot it the same way because the ads already laid out but reshoot it with a new gear the week before the tuesday or wednesday before salt lake finals at the chess track in marietta and i'm just like really dude He's like you want me to go to that like i don't want to be anywhere near homeboy before that weekend like i love these guys like cooper's great not like but i don't want to be near him the week before a championship round neither do you like no I don't, I don't want to be doing, I've learned, I've heard the DV photo story so many times, like, dude, oh, good, right? dude. I don't yeah. need to be the guy on site that day. Dude. So, so I like, I'm like, okay, like, and he, whatever. So I show up, he's like, what are we doing? I'm like, like, they didn't tell you, I was like, we got to do a fist pump photo. And like the guys from Kiska came and it was chill. Like it was all planned. So I got my like light set up and he's doing his normal day. And I'm like, listen, Cooper, it's going to be literally like very fast. Like once you're done, you put this gear on, we'll do a fist pump or two and call it. So I have the lights set up and I'm just waiting. Like it's literally for one photo. The whole shoot is for one photo. He, and he's like, all right, you ready to do this? And I'm like, okay, like make sure he's like, these lights better fire. You know, like, I don't want to waste any of this dude's time. Cause that's another thing with like photography. Like you have everything set up your lights, sometimes like black magic, like all of a sudden they don't want to work the, when, the, when you have to work. And that's just like, so I'm just like, I hope everything works. Like, so anyways, he goes off the jump, does a fist pump. The dudes are looking at it like live on like an iPad and, and I'm like, what do you think? And they're like, it's pretty good. And he just goes around and does it again. So I shot literally two photos of Cooper doing a fist pump. The first shot I took was the one and he comes over. He's like, they're like, oh, we're good. And he's like, that's it. And I'm like, yeah, dude, just want just." And I'm like, we did it in one. The first shot was the photo. And, and he's like, huh. That was the easiest thing I ever did. And then he just rides away and he gets changed. And I was like, well, that went pretty smooth. And then uh, Roger, it was so funny because Roger DeCoster came over at the end of the day. He goes, 
that was the quickest photo shoot I've ever seen. <laughs> and it was just like, I was like, heck yeah, Roger. It was oh, just yeah. funny though. But those are those situations where like, I'm like, dude, I don't want to go do this, but also like, yeah, we're here to, that's our job, you know? Mm -hmm. and, but you know what I mean? Like you get thrown into these crazy situations, but I'm like, and then he wins a championship and then all the ads that get posted are that photo. And I'm like, dude, how sick is that? That's so cool. Like, mm -hmm. and no, no, that story, like, I don't think I've told anybody that story. And it's like maybe close friends or whatever, but like that was high pressure for me. And I didn't want to mess up his flow. Like these guys are pretty, they're delicate in those times. So anyways, but that was an honor. Cause I'm like, dude, that photo I just shot just because of necessity. Now that's like part of their win ad for literally everywhere. Like everywhere you went, that's that, you know what I mean? And it, mm -hmm. they have all their art direction. So it's just so cool, you know, and that's an honor. Okay. So then knowing like how much energy drinks are used in our sport and how much like they activate through like gas station ads and all that. Have you seen any of your stuff pop up anywhere? You're like, Whoa, dude, I, I know that I was there. Dude. Yeah. Um, I actually was hired like through, um, remember the big hill jam, the first big hill uh -huh. jam. So they had monster had me go up and shoot for that. And that was like, you know, we shot so much stuff, but then, uh, all through, uh, I guess throughout like the near where Josh Hill is from and the Hill brothers, like up in that zone, there was a bunch of monster, um, like wing window clings and like Josh Hill, like, and I was like, that's sick, you know, like, it's just cool. Cause you're like, you know, if you're, you talk to anybody growing up to see your, your photo or, you know, anywhere like in the public sphere like that, especially like at a gas station, that's pretty cool. You know, mm -hmm. cause I remember like thinking when I was younger, like, I wonder where does that photo come from? And you know what I mean? Of course it was probably cut like <laughs> back in the day, but, um, but anyways, it's just, it's cool, man. And like, I don't ever, for, I'll never forget where I came from. And I still, to this day, never take anything for granted. And I tell people that, that, that we work with, or I'm like, dude, if you want to work with us, drop your ego at the door. Like, dude, we're all, no one's better than anybody. Like we're all here to do a job. And, and if you think you're hot shit, chances are you're probably not. <laughs> I'm with it. Or, or you're blowing it mentally, you know, I'm with it. Cause we've, I, I get that. Cause like, I've yeah. seen the same thing where I'm just like, Oh, it's gonna be like this right now. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, but that's all like, cool. I mean, no, no one wants an ego anyways, you know, like, dude, yeah. I'm a photographer, dude. Like, it's like I'm not gonna like at the end of the day, we're we're just group, we're the roadies, man. We're capturing all the people. Yep. Load in, load out. Dude, you know who load in, load out is Alec. Shout out Alec Gott, dude. Load in, load out, and shoot on the weekends. Mm -hmm. That I did one with him. I did one with him last year. And uh that's nobody right. knows this. Um I was like going through it last year. Like right after we had Ezra and everything, I was just like a wreck for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had been seeing everything that Alec did. So I did a podcast with him. And when I got done, I told him, I'm like, yo, Alec, like, I am so proud of you. Like everything that you've done. And I like started crying about it because just to see Alec go through all of these yeah. things, like this kid that just wanted to do something, just wanted to be part of the industry. And he yeah, had yeah. the one way that he wanted to do it, but he knew that he had to go a different road to get there. And the fact that like the Feld people trust him with so much and that Jim Perry lets yep. him go do that stuff when he is a really, really important part of every weekend show. And then mm. that they're like, hey, Alec, you've done enough that you get to go do this part as your reward over there. That kid deserves so much. And Alec, yeah, it's dude, Alec's the best. That, I'm so psyched for that guy. Dude, agree. Yeah. He's been working with, uh, I've been doing these privateer galleries weekly for uh, Sean Brennan and Feld sort of to promote, he wanted to try and get some photos to the privateers. 
so they can have some content to promote the series and just scratch their back. So Alec has been sharing his stuff with me and I've been going through it and using that alongside of ours to do that. So it's been cool. Mm -hmm. So he's, we're working like with him through Sean Brennan on that. So it's really neat. And you know what, the thing that I told him a couple of weeks ago, you can see how much in just this year, how much his work has progressed and what he's Mm -hmm. figuring out and his use of natural light. The fact that he's not relying on after effects to make a bad photo usable, all of his stuff looks good. Yeah. Yeah. That, cool. I mean, he's got the eye for it because he knows, like you said earlier, when you know the sport and you appreciate it a certain way, you're going to make what you see, what you capture. And it's really, yeah. really interesting and really fun to see a guy like Alec figure this out right now. Yeah, that's like one of the many people. Like he's just a, one example of the kind of people you meet that are just diehards, like love this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like we do. And it's just like, you can't fake that. You can't fake it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool. Yep. Okay, Emery. So this back part, I want to talk more personal stuff uh because you're my buddy like i've i've known you forever and we've ridden highs and lows together of a lot of stuff so we've we've gone some cool journeys where we're at right now like mike i like you really are one of the guys that shapes a lot of the of the stuff that i see and do and like how i'm going about life so that's why i wanted to talk appreciate it um how does it feel and i know you're not gonna think that you are but as a younger guy you know in your mid-30s and and still really really fresh into your career how does it feel to already kind of shape the perception of the sport or the image of the sport because the way that you've shot this your work ethic your style all of that there's been a big tone shift in things and you're partly responsible for it i don't know that's cool to hear i don't i just we're just doing our thing but uh yeah it's crazy dude like and i have so many ideas and like i'm like a freaking add i'm like add death defined like i'll be one minute be like dude I want to do this. Blah, 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 blah. My brain's, it's like a super ball going all around. And then I got to be like, wait a minute, we need to focus on what we're doing right now. Do that really well. And then think about that idea. So I just think there's so many options within the media landscape of how to like grow and provide and do different things. And like, I have crazy ideas that I want to execute when the time it comes, you know, that you'll see when they come, but it's like never being settled with what you're doing. You know, I mean, I love what we do. And it's like so hard to like, if, if my wife came and talked right now, she'd be like, I'm working harder right now than I ever have. And like, maybe not, maybe in 10 years, I won't be working this hard, but right now I'm in that magic zone where you're just like clicking. And it's probably how the, like our job's not the same, but like when a racer is just sort of, you can tell they're just sort of firing and like have a good flow and you're, you know, nine rounds in you're sort of like it's clockwork and having fun you know like dude if that's the thing i have fun every weekend like the crew we have right now is really cool there's some like like chris post is new like we worked with cole beach for two three years and he got a really cool opportunity doing bubba's world podcast and he's working in house at seven like so stoked for him like yes selfishly i wish he would still be with us because like he's awesome but dude i I'm so hyped for him like and he's killing it with that like him and James have such a chemistry and like I guess if anyone's gonna take our dude it's okay if it's Bubba you know what I mean I told him that I'm like dude it's it's Bubba dude you, it's all good but no like that was like he was great for us like Chris Post like he's been crushing it we have Adam Merrow helping us out and he's an east coast guy like we just been having a lot of fun and like I can't work I can't do this if I'm not having fun in between like or through it you know like 
if you ask the guys like dude i'm always just trying to laugh like same you know how it goes mm-hmm. it's hard like you're grinding it out traveling all that stuff it adds up so i think it's okay. cool to have our spin on it and like people receive it well i try I put a heck of a lot of effort into um showing our work like into our instagram i do a lot of work to show what we do and and like you said like kind of my spin on what we do you know mm-hmm. or no. like photos that i want to show people and it's a good way for me to bookmark our work and see what we did and reflect on it and be like dude that was cool let's do more of that mm-hmm. or like i don't know no always um, analyzing i'm with you again on all of it because it, it goes into to two things i want to talk about there um I agree that I feel like I'm like perfectly in that routine of like every week, just it's firing and I know what I got to go do. And it doesn't feel like it used to be the struggle that it was. I'm not as anxious. I know that I can perform. I know I can get Mm -hmm. these things done and I know what the job is expecting. And that like, I know I'm working probably harder than I ever have and maybe ever will. And that at a certain point down the road, I might not be doing that. And am I going to be happy with that? Like, I know that this is just a finite, like, element of my life and i know that it's going to change so i just want to make the most of it that i can for right now um, well yeah and, dude i saw you on the freaking podium in anaheim that was sick media yeah, that, that cool. i was like dude that that probably like is probably as close as i'll ever come to like a championship because i know that dude, everything that i put into last year and how many times i felt like i succeeded and then how many times i felt like just a fucking failure and then for that to come i was just like whoa okay like yeah, Last year was the out. year that I had set out for this to be the big goal. And I checked all these boxes and got one I yeah. didn't realize was going to happen. So that was huge. Yeah, uh, so thanks that. for that, Mike. That's a lot of work though. Like I've seen you over like, dude, you've freaking done so much stuff. And like, that's the thing is like, and like you said, what you just said, having, you know, the, not as much anxiety. I feel the same way. Like I used to freaking be like, dude, I don't know if I can do it. Like, even if I got hired for any, cause like, any job I get hired for, like, oh, I'd spin out about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I still always feel the pressure, but like, I now know, and I'm now experienced enough. I know I got it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no chance I don't got it. Like, and that's something that I'm happy I have because it takes a long time to feel that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just cool. But yeah, that, that's such a special thing. And like, I talked to Jason Wigan about this and he's like such a beast. Like he's probably you know, I'd put him up at the top three of the hardest working people in our industry. Like he's like a machine, but he and I were talking about it just BSing one day. Like, I think everyone that we're around in the paddock, everyone that you encounter weekly, like whether it's a rider, a mechanic or anything, everyone is a high operating human. Like we're around a pretty insanely driven thing, which maybe that's just the nature of the people that make it. Like, it's like a club of crazy humans that are psychotic about their what they're mm-hmm. into because you can't become a pc mechanic if you're not really good at it you can't become like every single person you encounter is gnarly like mm-hmm. i think that's pretty cool mm-hmm. so it naturally makes you want to do your best work i don't know just an yeah. observation we made oh no i uh, i there's so much stuff that i've learned from a lot of different people even the more time that i spent around mechanics and the attention to detail that it comes to frame a motorcycle and then to put somebody else's like literal life Sunday, in your hands in like, your dude, work everyone's home yeah, like they're they're there on Sunday in the parking lot next to like, dude, talk about a grind. I, I want to be home. Like, yeah. at least we get to go home on Sunday. Those dudes are in like the Hampton Inn by Sit Redbud up. or something, you know. So, yeah. yeah, mad respect to anyone that's doing any job and doing that weekly grind because it's hard. I think those dudes work, I'd say, easily the hardest job as a mechanic. 
Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Everyone's gnarly. Dude, it's all gnarly. It's all like insanely gnarly. So the thing that like the mechanics that I always respected, especially like Nathan Alexander taught me this was like, put your stuff back where it's supposed to go. Have that all the time. So you're not going to be anxious about where something is because you did it last time. It went right back to where it was organization stuff that I just never had before in my life that had always made all these other problems, seeing other people and what they did. And then like finally unlocking that part of my brain to uh, take note of it and then try to apply it to my life was a big deal. And on the work ethic part, like Mike, I'm not in this place that I'm in my right now. And all the things I know, if it's not you being the next cube over at Transworld through all those years, because you, you, what you did for your work, but then the quality of your work and how dedicated you were to it, like it made me feel like I had to take it to another level. Like you yeah, progressed cool. me to a whole other place sometimes, sometimes competitively, sometimes like real artistically. Like, but like yeah. I learned so much about everything being 10 feet away from you for that long. And cool. uh, like, like, yeah, dude, dude. Like the photo, photo, like I said, the photo stuff that I have out of necessity, but I just saw what you did and I'm like, Oh, okay. I can do like, if Emory can show this and it's cool, like what do I have that I can show? So yeah. you, you're really a big no, influence on why I'm here. That's cool. No. And I, I remember like, we would like talk through stuff too. And like your, your, your stuff has come from like, from the beginning to now, dude, your stuff is really good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's that, to not, to be able to do that. And also be like, in my opinion, one of the best of the best in the sport as far as journalists go is like, that's, that's a multi-talented person, which is like, try and put you up anyone else against somebody like you, they're going to lose. Cause like some people can write, some people can do this, but if you can do most stuff, like you've learned literally to do like, and that's Don, right? Like the 100%. trans world vibes, like, Oh, you cool. You're the, you're the managing editor. Well, then guess what? You're also going to shoot photos and video. Like, remember, like, and that's dude, that's the best thing you could ever have is to do everything. Like mm-hmm. I respect that so much. So that's cool, man. And like, you guys are cranking over there. And like, I just think like, I don't know, just a fun, the sport is so rad and like, it's, yeah, it's small, but it's pretty freaking, you know, it's a pretty big deal when you, you realize how far it goes though. Cause you'll meet people and they're like, what do you do? And then they're like, wait, what? Like you'll meet people that are into it. And like, I don't know, like, look at all the people, even the crossover, like with the IndyCar people, like there's a lot of crossover in it mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, I love the, I love how big our sport is because it's small enough to where it's intimate and it's big enough to where it's like, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. And it's not like, it's small enough that it, like you said, it's intimate and it's not been fully taken advantage of. I think if we had other stuff involved where we had to do certain things, it would feel and look a lot different than it does. Yeah. And I think our experiences every weekend would be different. So then mm-hmm. to go into the next thing, um, you know, being on the grind, I, I think you've missed maybe what, two races last year, if that. Yeah, I did literally just missed Red Bud for, um, wait, not last year did I miss? Oh, I missed one race. Cause I went up to Canada, Canada. Mm-hmm. I missed but you were at an event. I was at outliers. I went on a Fox trip. We did a, uh, like a Manny unplugged thing. That was, was like sick. a vacation, but I worked hard, but we also like played hard. So it was fun. But, and then the year before that, I missed red bud for our daughter being born. So like mm-hmm. two, two races in two years. Yep. And then, but yeah, I mean, dude, it is, it's, it's not really like, I, I don't even know where the race is until I look at my, so I booked a bunch of flights in January, but like, I seriously like have to be like, where are we going next weekend? Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Like that's the hard thing is to keep your brain fresh and like find time to balance it out. Mm-hmm. Be like, dude, I need to like, not, I need to like go for a bike ride. Yesterday I went for an hour long bike ride in the snow 
just to literally get out of my house. Cause I'm like, I need to do something, you know, like, mm -hmm. Oh no, that's the best idea, but I did it. That's why we went to the swimming pool and the basketball gym yesterday. Cause I had to get out of the house. I'm going to try to go on a bike Dude, ride. So refreshing, you know, Cause you need it. Yourself. Yeah. When I, when I got home from Australia and like all the time it took to get down there and then being sick down there and all this other stuff. The first thing I did when I got back after the 40 hour travel day, like I put the car in park and Megan was still at work and I went for like a two hour bike ride. Cause I had to yeah. like click through everything that I had just done. And I was just like, well, I did this, I did this, I did this. Like it's insane, right? just to process like everything that we have going on because you don't remember a couple weeks ago, I was going through the airport here and I'm like, am I going to Dallas this weekend or Tampa? I don't remember. Dude, I, I've been at the gate, you know, when you check your bag, they're like going all the way through to so-and-so. And I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, I guess it here. is. Yeah. And this actually, this is funny. I booked, I booked a flight to, uh, we went to Indy that. So I booked a flight to Indy from Newark direct flight on United, but it was on Friday and then things changed up and I needed to be there Thursday. And I was like, shoot, I need to change my flight. So then long story short, it was more expensive to change the United flight to then just book a new Delta flight. And I usually fly Delta. So I just got a credit. I booked a Delta flight, not really thinking much. I freaking flew from Newark to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to Indy, like the most insane travel. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm like, okay, geography was not my strong suit. Like people are like, what did you, where did you go? Cause I was on the same flight in as like West coast people. Mm -hmm. They're like, why are you here? And I was like, don't even ask, dude. I didn't even really look when I booked it. I just went for one, clicked it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know where I'm com coming or going. Like so zombied out. Like, oh, I literally have worked to the point of like your body's like, no, I'm I'm done, dude. Like yeah. eyes are closing. Yeah. So that's the only uh, hard part. It's hard yeah. to stay healthy. Like it really is hard to stay healthy. I hit a point in the middle of the year where I'm just smoked. Like I have yeah. to tell Megan, I'm like, yo, you just need to pull my legs because like pull them as far out as they can go because I just need to like unlock and like release right now. Cause I just feel so tense and like smoked. Dude, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. Isabel says that sometimes I'll, I'll uh, just not respond or just like mm -hmm. call her and then not say anything. She's like, you're literally like a zombie mm -hmm. <laughs> on Sundays. That's, yeah. Yeah. There'll be times where I need Megan to like keep me up so I can drive a little bit further so I don't fall asleep at the wheel and then we'll be talking and I can tell that like I'm getting very irritable and moody I'm yeah. like yo dude I just I gotta talk to you later because I'm like this close to snapping and you don't need to be the yeah. one to, like, oh, dude, it. it's and it's so just an exhaustion deep. snap yeah yep yeah you're yep. literally so tired and that's like all those things and that's why I think when people judge anything that like anyone does like whether it's media or story or this or that it's like just give it a little grace, man. This yeah, like hard. you don't know everybody, like for everybody, you don't know what writers, everybody's been going everyone, through. Everyone, like everyone, like when someone, like when Eli had Eli had a bad night, right? Guess what? He's had a lot of good nights, dude. Mm -hmm. Like he just killed it at Daytona. I I joked. I said he probably just got got over his hangover from Razzles, dude. He's probably just still hungover. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like him getting what eighth place? Mm -hmm. Yeah, not the best ride, but I still wouldn't want to be his competition. There's no. a lot of records left. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. He's human. You can't be nailed. You can't nail it every time. Yeah. Like, that's the thing with all the race talk that always happens where I'm like, well, yeah, dude, but you again, again, like these guys are all pretty good. They can all make it happen on any given time. But then you also don't know what happened like Tuesday through Thursday until they got here. Dude. So yeah. give it some grace, you know, like give it a little bit of leeway because everybody's got something going on. Yeah. Or like me, like I, sometimes I just don't have a great day. Like yeah. I'm just like, man, and that's that cool go on mm -hmm. to the next one. Cause you're going to get the job done. I don't know. It's hard to, it's a standard that's really high, but 
yeah, it's being okay with like just getting it done. And guess what? No client's going to be mad at you if one out of 31 races isn't the best stuff. It's mm -hmm. still better than, you know, probably what you've done in the years past. Like, it's just like trying to be okay with it. It's hard. A lot. Mm -hmm. Like I always have anxiety right before the first round. I feel like I'm standing at the beach and like a tsunami wave is coming. So I'm like 31 races, dude, you know, like it's a lot. Same with, that's probably what the 450 guys think too. Like, or everybody, like it's yeah. a lot of like, but dude, we're already nine rounds in to Supercross. Ten, we're on round 10. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Mm -hmm. So it goes by fast. It goes by real fast. So then to the travel point, this is, I knew you're a Delta guy, Sky Miles guy, because mm -hmm. that's what I am in. And you taught me that actually. Shout see, out to you for that one. I did not know that I taught you that because I think it was Lutz and Kinman that taught me the first day I got to Transworld, like, what what are your frequent flyer mile accounts? And I'm like, yeah. what are those? And they're like, no, you need to get these right now and start so figuring out it. how you're going to save these up because these are going to like be a lifesaver for you as you get further into this job. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it until... I, a couple years into Transworld, and then I had a bunch saved up, and then they came in in the clutch because when we needed to start Swap Moto Live stuff out, and we didn't have all the money that it would take, I was like, "Hey Don, I have hundreds of thousands of miles. Yeah, so we're yeah, going to yeah, use these miles to go buy plane tickets instead, or these are going to get turned into hotel rooms so we can get it off the ground for that little bit." Yeah. And then I ran all those accounts empty, and then have pretty much restarted. But then. Yeah. All of those things that have happened, uh, I'm really glad that it's gotten us to this point, but now I'm re-earning like the status that I have. So it's like back to Comfort Plus and first class seats and things like that. I know. For people that don't understand, how important is that stuff to have even just a Sky oh. Club account so you can just Good. go like kick it for 15 minutes and get a free coffee and know the Wi-Fi works rather than waiting for, for like free. the bongo pop-up to keep going through? Oh, dude, I tell, that's probably the biggest thing I feel like people learn, like even like, like uh Cole was like kind of fresh when he started working with us. He worked for Fell, but he was never like so he traveled with me a lot. And I was like, listen, dude, I'm gonna tell you some hacks here. Like, here's this is the way I do it. To each their own. Like everybody's different, but I I will say this to my grave, dude. If you're not comfortable when you're traveling and you do it every weekend, you're gonna hate your life. Like my travel days are not bad. They're not, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, you're on a plane, but like Delta, I've yeah, I gave them a lot of my money, but I'm loyal to one airline. If I can be, I don't buy it. Like, you know, if it's cheaper, like the United Direct to Indy was a great deal. Oh, yeah. But then once I realized I had to change it, there you go. Therein lies the difference. Delta to change it, no fee. You know, like, so it's just being loyal to one airline, whatever one it is, they're all pretty similar. But having that access to the lounge. Okay, cool. I just landed. I can go to a, a comfortable bathroom. I could go get coffee, ice water, some food, this, that, fast internet, like, I can, that internet rips. So it's like, oh, do you need to send some files? Like one time I was at Atlanta, I had to upload like 700 photos and my flight was in like a half an hour. And I'm like, oh man, I don't know if it's going to go. Dude, they went in so fast that I was like, like what? And the internet is just so fast there. Like it's part of the perks of that, you know? And I'm like, dude, it like sucked them out of my computer. You know what I mean? I was like, mm -hmm. boom, done. And like that right there is worth it. Like, you know, I pay whatever amount of money to have the card that I can get into the lounge. It's like, Anyways, all those statuses happen quick when you travel as much as we do. So anyways, Chris Post just got like the card to go to the, like the Delta lounge and stuff. I was like, dude, like I actually offered to throw him a little bit of money towards it. Cause I was like, dude, you're traveling every weekend. Like let me make, let's dial you in, you know? And, and then he, he's going to be like the new lounge guy, you know, but it's That's just funny. Cool. Cause like, you'll see, if you go in there, you'll see all the normal people that are all the regulars. You're like, yep, you figured it out. Everyone. And, but to that point, like even Simon, he told me, he's like, dude, 
my biggest advice I could give to you is like book a first class flight once in a while, just spend the money to be comfortable. Cause he's like, if I, if I had done that, I probably would have, would have hadn't got burned out on it so fast. Cause the travels burns people out and it burnt like Simon's like, dude, I get tired of going to every race. Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. And like that, that is hard. So I try and design my life in a way where it's like the flights don't suck. Like this year I've been stupid and picked early flights, which I don't usually do. Like now that I've gone through most of the ones I booked early, like I just booked a flight for Seattle that leaves at 2 PM on Sunday. Like I'm going to sleep in, go to the airport at my own leisure. You know what I mean? Like probably stay up all night, but then go to bed, get a few hours of sleep rather Mm -hmm. than what I've been doing is like all nighters, like straight to the airport. That shit will ruin you. So I don't know. To me, it's like using spend 200 more dollars and be comfortable. If you can, Mm -hmm. if you can swing it, like it's worth it, you know, or like, Mm -hmm. But then they treat you right when you're loyal. Like I get upgraded all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's a balance, you know, but that, and that again, all those costs, that stuff goes into what's so valuable about our work, like yours, anyone's work. It's like, dude, it takes a lot of work for the wind photo to show up in your Instagram. Like a lot of shit went into that. See so, how your food's made. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. shit's hard, but no, I like it, man. I, I find joy in all of it and like find my little, Like, honestly, a plane is one of the most relaxing places for me, unless I have to, if I have work to finish, it's not, but like sometimes flying is my most peaceful time because it's like, no one can be, I'm stuck up there. It's the only, it's the only time I've gotten to sleep lately. And it's like bummed me out because I've gotten a lot of upgrades and because nobody's flying from like, nobody's flying from like Atlanta to St. Louis or St. Louis to Atlanta or wherever ones as much as I have been lately. So I've been just getting like pumped up right away, but I've been sleeping them off. So all the perks of like, Hey, do you want a free like orange juice in the morning? I'm not getting it. Cause I'm asleep. Right. But, um, I even did the Delta. I, I never had the sky club access forever. I was always just roughing it and just like, yeah. I'll show up as late as possible to spend the least amount of time in the airport as possible. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'll show up earlier. So I get a little bit no, more time at a good place to go to. And, uh, I'm not oh, bad in there either. Phones, yeah. Food's good. You know, I, I can expect that'll be dinner sometimes, you know, free coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And uh, even this year, I, bu- I bought it with miles from the credit card from last year. So it was like 10,000 miles more from one month to the next. So I fucked that yeah. up a bit, but that's all good. Yeah, but whatever. like that kind of stuff that I, even this year, the pre-check thing, you getting pre-check a couple years ago, I was like, dude, I have to go get pre-check. Oh, dude. And I got my life so much too. easier. Oh, you like, did? I, that's worth it too, because at Newark Airport, it's literally like a clown show sometimes. And you could walk right in the clear line and everyone's looking at you. They're like, what's that guy got? And then <laughs> it's one time it saved me like a full hour. I was like, and it's not that much money. So I'm like, I have every single thing I could possibly have to make my travel day easier. And like, that's on us. Like if you, some people don't care, like I don't really care about my seats that much. Some people are super picky about flights, connections. I'm more picky about like, let me get through security fast. And going into the lounge, it sounds like an elitist thing to do, but honestly, you know what I mean? Some people are like, oh, you're going to the lounge. It's like, no, that's not how it is. It's more like the vibe in there is different. It's mm-hmm. less, it's it's a lot of people that are traveling for business. It's less hectic in there and you can actually get work done. It's just a different vibe. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's a better experience. Your travel day is a better experience. So it's like, I don't dread my travel days that to put it that way, you know? Yeah. I don't either. I like. I think that even starts part of the fun of Friday, you know, because even back in the day when we were at Transworld and you didn't go to everything, you only got went to a handful yeah. every so often. You look forward to it, and then now that it's the weekly norm for us, 
yeah. to Simon's point to avoid getting burned out, you have to find that stuff that makes it fun and makes it enjoyable yeah. and like comfortable a little bit. Cause there's a lot of people that never get to do what we do or they only get to do it as a reward. And we view it as just like ah, this necessity. Sometimes. I know. And I try not to be like that either. Like if I'm um, like, if there is an opportunity to see somebody like in a city I'm going to like, if I can do it, I'll do it, you know, like, or if someone like people, I'm pretty busy. Like I, I don't really do much, but sometimes like on a Friday, someone's like, what are you doing on Friday? I'm like, usually nothing, but like, they're like, let's go to get dinner. Like sometimes I'll break out and do something and I'll feel so happy I did it, you know, because it's like, dude, you're not always in that city. You could go to some cool food or like, and you're going, we're getting paid to go to something that some people that's their whole entire year's vacation, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, like we're on the floor of a supercross race. Like, think about that. How many people mm-hmm. would want to do that? Like, it's pretty nuts. Yep. So, but yeah, yep. it's insane, man. Um, all right. We'll start winding this down, Henry. I've had you forever. Yeah. And I know no, you've got so much time with kids that you want to maximize because I want to go my to the little, same My little girly over here is going, <laughs> all right. So then having, having the kids like this, um, what's it like through the week? Like, what's that motivation like when you want to get home? Because that's why... You're probably taking those early flights is because that's why I'm doing it. That is I want to get back as soon as possible. Um, how's this been? It's the biggest challenge. Like, well, the minute that we found out that we were having our son, Theo, that was like, oh, man, like it was like this crazy thing clicked in my head where I was like, OK, nothing about my life is now him first, you know, family them first then me and yeah i'm still selfish sometimes because i think everybody has to be and my wife would probably definitely let you know that but like it's not about me anymore whereas like i want to provide hello i want to provide them all the opportunities to do to have the best life and have food on their plates and i've done so much dumb shit in my day i've i've been a child for, i'm a, i'm a grown up man child so still immature somehow i'm just responsible for uh more mouths to feed but but it's like everything i do is for them first and then for me you know so selfishly i still try and get stuff like i'm like i want to buy a new dirt bike this year I've, i'm mad that i didn't last year like i want to have a dirt bike i want to go ride but i want to do that without in interfering with time for them and like even like the early flights like last year i took a lot of later flights because i want to come home with nothing left and i still do that but lately i've been coming home so exhausted that i literally am like a zombie like you know but it's like so it's finding that balance so it's super hard but like today like i'll go pick well i'll pick our son up from school at 4 30 and like i don't want to do anything after that like I'll, i can work once he's in bed that's it like i don't want to you know and sometimes i have to do stuff but yeah it's planning your my work around them, but yeah. And thinking about what can I do to make their life sweet and like fun and, and also bring them places and not be like limited by them. Like don't let kids like stop you from doing everything, but yeah, it's shout out to the wives. They're the ones that do all the hard work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when we're gone every weekend. Like, yeah. Like I, she tells me, she's like, your job's hard, but like, she's like, I was like, I was like, your job's probably harder than mine. She's like, mm, I don't know about like physically harder, but like, yeah, it's not always the best, you know, mm-hmm. take care of kiddos by yourself. I'm with Ezra. Real, man. I'm with Ezra, like, most of the week. So, like, the point that you make about, like, working your, doing your work around them has kind of become this big challenge. And it's, like, 
become a frustrating thing for for the company and stuff like that. And I'm trying to get better about it, but it's hard. But because I'm with him, like anything yet. No, and I'm with him like all day, every day, right now. And I'm like, yo, you know what, dude? I'm only gonna get this moment with him like this, and I'm gonna work the rest of my life anyway. So I'm gonna maximize this, and we're gonna get done what we gotta get done. But like, it's balance right now. But that's the point. Is like everything that I'm doing, and even all that stuff that I was dreaming about at like that indie trade show all those years ago. I was wanting all that stuff to share it with a kid one day. And now I have that. He's got a strider and like, we're, we're going about all these things that we want to do. And so little by little, I'm starting to see them figure out uh, him, figure out like what we're going to do. How is it to see your kids figure out all these things that you're interested in your life and seeing them understand it and where even motorcycling and on that Stasic is for Theo. Oh dude, it's, it's just unbelievable. And like, we have an opportunity I don't know why my thing just, oh, there we go. We have an opportunity to show them so much more. Like you've already had them at a race. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I like, if I wanted to, I could probably get Theo into the Stasic race, you know, like, so there's these things that you could provide our kids. That's so cool. That are so easy for some of our connections to make happen. So like where you're able to like bring people that, you know, into this crazy world that we're, that's our normal life. So there's all this opportunity you have to like brought in there bring them into these cool experiences but I always joke to, to like my wife Isabel and like I'm like I'm not doing anything too crazy until I know they can remember that shit like I'm not going to Disney until they can remember it like yeah but uh it's been fun my little one and a half year old she's running around now she's got it from a nap but she's like super personality and fun but she's been going to school uh like pretty much like daycare for two days a week so it's been fun, man. It's just like challenge. It's, I always joke with people like, uh, what you probably felt this. You're like, dude, how am I going to be a dad? Like, how am I going to do this? And then you just do it. And like, mm-hmm. like your wife and my wife, their mothers, like they do it. They just become that. And you're like, now all of a sudden, like we joke, we're like, yo, we, we have a full on family. Like we're not even like, I still feel like 15 years old. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, how do I, how am I responsible for these kids? Like, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm good, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, but trying to do right in everything that you do and show them the way, you know, I don't know. All right, Amy. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's working. It's got you this far. They're going to kill man. it. Um, yeah, thanks for doing this, Mike. I've had dude, a great time talking me. to you. I know we're always so busy on like Saturdays and it's always fun though. Cause I'll hear like the giggles from one side of the photo den and then laughs from here and then we'll bullshit dude, when we're yeah. on the track. I have a lot of fun. I'm, um, I really uh, am enjoying everything that we're getting to do as friends right now and, and coworkers and all this stuff every Saturday. Yeah. And it's been so great to see this happening. And uh, I love where you're at in life. Like I just had to talk to you about all this. Yeah, dude. Thanks, man. It's, it's an honor, man. It's like, we've been through so much, like such cool times, like dude, going to England, like me and you have some roots, man, like pretty sick times, like crazy, like good times to trans world, like stuff where we're all just stressed out. Like we're doing a buyer's guide or, you know what I mean? Like, we've grown, we've grunted through, like, we know the ins and outs of the industry, you know, and it's like, both of us are doing our path. And like, it's pretty sick. Like, and that's just a testament to show you like the people that people that are going to do it are going to do it. And they're going to freaking figure out a way like back to Alec, like, you know what I mean? The passion is what it's all about. So many more years to come. We'll be old. We'll be old and crusty in the same spot doing same stuff. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll just be doing it through like flying saucer. Yeah. I don't know. Jet bikes, hoverboards, all that shit. I'm down with all that. Yeah. All right, dude. Thanks, Emery. Appreciate it. Thanks, man.